Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, my co-host. Well, razor lights were up all night, mind-sweeping drinks and getting the last few drags out of discarded cigarette. One Direction were up all night through the sheer vim and vigour of teenage boys doing what they do. And Pharrell and Daft Punk were famously up all night in the hopes of getting lucky. My friend and co-host has always has been also been up all night. The reason? Because Wednesday kicked off so bloody early, there's no point trying to get any kip. He might be a grumpy bear, but he's our grumpy bear, Dr. Luke Lennall. How are you doing today, Luke? Very good. I am good, apart from being a bit of a bit of a grumpy bear. I'm I'm doing <laughs> doing fine. That's and uh, yeah, we're we're back for what we're um, calling in a plosive, heavy manner our partly positive, partly pessimistic playoff preview podcast, um, also known as the B O O B S or boob sessions back on our BS. We're, um, we're going to be kicking out some podcasts, aren't we Luke over this little period of time? We are, we are de rusting our podcast chops, uh, podcasting chops have been in the fridge, notoriously dusty and rusty placed. And, uh, we're taking them out. I think we're applying some iodine to it to help get rid of the okay, rust. Nice. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, we're going to put them out on the side. We're going to put them on a nice uh, summer window ledge and hopefully Beautiful. the aroma won't attract any cartoon bears. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Our, um, it seems like almost everything, like cleaning-wise or rust-wise, the answer is vinegar and or baking soda. Like Those two things seem to do it, it clean does, almost everything in, does it, in does an it, astonishing manner. Does it all. I guess the only, it, thing, it, I guess the only thing it won't clean, Rich... Is my act. Oh, they've tried everything to clean your act up, haven't they? And uh, nobody's found the cure so far. Not even a Mr. Clean magic sponge. Those are good. Those are good things. Those are those are good for cleaning as well. If if you if, if, like if you haven't if you've you know if you tried vinegar and baking soda and they didn't work, <laughs> get a Mr. Clean magic sponge. You might want one of those. I think they're maybe called a magic eraser here. But um, yeah, I, I I know the I know the product to which you which you refer. I mean, uh, to um, make a to make a tenuous link, we won't want to put a Mister Clean magic sponge on any of our uh, any of our Sheffield injured Sheffield Wednesday players. Need. I believe that's what happened to Byers. <laughs> I, I, I know it's an undisclosed injury, um, but I think that's what happened. We actually put some on his knees, and they erased his knees, so there's no. Yeah. It's just a. There's just a gap where his kneecaps used to be. <laughs> yeah, he got there's the physio got his Mr. Physio magic sponge mixed up with his uh, Mr. Clean magic sponge, and uh, <laughs> you know, all hell broke loose. <laughs> I do want to sell a, a Mr. Physio magic sponge now. <laughs> Cleans up all minor ailments. See, that's problem. You've used a third party sponge. <laughs> you've you've used your normal name magic sponge instead of your Mr. Physio. You want to go right to source, Mr. Physio. Don't take any, yeah, no uh, substitutions or imitators. You need to get proper thing. Buy cheap and you'll buy it twice long. You've got to get the Mr. Physio. <laughs> and now I'm picturing myself on a, uh, yeah, on a, on a market stall, um, flogging, flogging <laughs> these things desperately. <laughs> I remember trying, trying to come up with a TikTok worthy uh, demonstration so that I can uh, <laughs> progress to selling some of them on the internet. And then the police come around the corner because it's such a big deal. 
Well, we've got to got to cut down yeah. on these uh, illicit floggings. Cue a full motion sequence uh, set to Ocean Color Scene. <laughs> and then I'm in lock stock, which is what I wanted to be in about 20 years ago. I really, really hoped I would be in uh, some sort of caper-filled gang like Lockstock. That's not the game we ended up in, Luke. The game we ended up in was the podcast game. Exactly. Um, so we've just, we're, we're, I'm recording in the car. We've just uh, had the, the glorious sunshine uh, of, uh, of, a, of a May early afternoon and uh, an early kickoff uh, against Derby County, who, when we kicked off, were looking like our opponents for the third versus sixth playoff semi-final. But... Uh, mm. Not how it worked out. No, and I, and I, I feel so kind of disheveled, a sleep-addled, grumpy bear that I am. <laughs> but you know, I, that was a weird thing to say. It it makes sense, but it was not something that I ever questioned. I think I'm just still no. I've I've been attuned to the playoffs, how things have panned out football-wise. Yeah, you know, which we can get on and talk about more about later because I think that's. That is something to spend a chunk of time thinking about, was being in the, the plum-ripe top dog position on top of the table and then uh, and then slipping down to, to third place. A, a rather, yeah, rather horrendous slip. But our position in third place has been guaranteed for a, for a fair while now. But well, we finished, know... yeah, we finished 10 points above Barnsley in, uh, in fourth. That's yeah, a pretty then... strong... It felt pretty like strong third place. Barnsley had kind of wrapped up fourth as well, I think. Mm. So you know, there's still a bit of a gulf between them and Bolton as it ended up now. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a bit of a gap there. And then, as you said, you know, Peter Peterborough are the posh are in sixth place after Darren Ferguson's the posh. Darren Ferguson's the posh. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna. You know, I like Darren Ferguson's other work, but I don't think I'm gonna watch it on Prime Video. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you you um, like his other work. That's the interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like his other work. It was just purely a purely a comedic bit. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you for thank you for keeping me honest, Rich. I appreciate it's that. It's all right. It's okay. Um, so that, yeah, no, the whole thing was like, oh, you know, it's like yeah, Wednesday advertised like yeah, the tickets are on sale for the second leg, which were at home, I believe. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. But then I I didn't, uh, you know, and I just thought, oh, the tickets for the, you know, I, well, I'm not a, I'm not a man who, you know, in the, I'm not a man who's in the UK and I'm not a man who would be attending. Uh, obviously, that is a big barrier for me being a fervent Sheffield Wednesday away supporter with all the points, mm. all the points I could have at my disposal. So I guess because of that, I just, I didn't kind of tune out and think about the fact that sixth place wasn't kind of wrapped up. Like yeah, I just, yeah. I just didn't think about it, and I think I just kind of thought about. Ah, I'm so, so kind of wound up with repeatedly stabbing myself with something, something rusty. Um, as a Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday fan, that I, I think I was just so fine tuned to the idea of playing Derby three times in three weeks, everything and, being set in the stone, yeah, and then just not having a fun time against Derby because we we never have a fun time against Derby. Well, that was the thing going in. So it was an interesting. Well, I, I sort of we we did have a sort of brief text exchange, but I was talking to you know a couple of football supporting pals and just saying I really don't envy Darren Moore's position because this is a very strange <clears throat> game to approach. Mm. You know, uh, we've got a sellout crowd, but they're not 
sold out for that game they're sold out for a game they were hoping would happen in the future that didn't you know they're so mm. there's almost a kind of these these tickets were bought in a mandela effect alternate universe when we were going to get promoted today um, mm. or, or you know it would still matter still matter hugely to ourselves personally mm. so you've got a sellout and a kind of fervent energy there we know hillsborough can sometimes get pretty poisonous when there's a big crowd uh, well, it can get this, uh, the, with a tiny crowd, but um, y- you just got that aspect of like this is a uh, there's some pitfalls along this road for for the manager because part of me would want to because you don't want to give your potential the team you're going to play another two times that much of an advantage, um, whether that's a mental one or whatever. So you don't really want to put out your first team or a weakened first team of players that might be playing against them in a week's time um if you play a full strength team and somebody gets injured then everybody criticizes you and still that team might lose because they've got nothing to play for and might be protecting themselves for the games ahead and so yeah i'd almost i, I think i decided my perfect solution although you'd get told off by the um the sanctity of the competition police uh my, my perfect solution was just to tell everybody make an announcement on the website that you can all get a refund on your ticket but we are going to play the kids against Derby and just <laughs> roll over and have our bellies tickled and uh, and then go into the playoffs fresh and fresh and ready for it but um i think of i mean of all the possible solutions i think today very weirdly for wednesday we ended up kind of finding the the perfect path through it pretty much i i think so yeah i mean it worked out i think this was kind of uh, you know me and you were talking about this in the preamble and I was like, I think you've just gotta you've just gotta try and put the freshest team out there. You know, knowing that well, knowing that I think there's been plenty of players who had niggles and knocks and then have been rested yeah. for precautions, precautionary reasons in previous games. And then, you know, there are players playing through injuries. So I, I was thinking if you're in a situation that we could probably put something out which is fairly fairly close to a first eleven. Yeah. You know, gives us well, that's the- gives us a little little feeling that this I can almost believe it's not it's not. I can't believe it's not Wednesday. Um, yeah, it's but I think that's the thing. We've got such a small squad. There's not really most teams and most seasons we've had a a kind of full shadow squad you could put out in like cup mm. games that don't matter. But we don't really have that this season. We've got first eleven. We've got a group of subs that come on really regularly mm. and then there's not very many players beyond that core group it's kind of it's probably about 18 players have played in almost every game i would think this season what do you think about the fact that so you know last time out was the um last game was the it was the away win at shrewsbury right that's right yes and we saw a full return for for michael heckway Yes. Who, you know, it's like who's not in the squad at all today? Not in the squad at all today. No. And then we went with Jaden Brown at, at so we went with Jaden Brown at centre back. So I guess that's effectively taking the birth of either Hekwe or Palmer, depending, I guess, on your lens. I don't know. Yeah. Did, Palmer, did Palmer play wing back at Shrewsbury? You watched that game. I didn't. He did. He did. Yeah. Okay. Which it's, is my favourite position for him. Right. And then the, technically, did Delhi Bashiru replace um, Adoniram? Oh no, sorry. No, you're right. So I think actually no, you sorry, last week Adoniram played nominally kind of played right wing back. Yes. He kind of drifts a lot from that position. So yeah, Palmer plays right sided centre back and right back. <laughs> and Adoniram kind of 
stands on that right hand side sometimes. Mm. <laughs> and then effectively, the thing with apparently is an injury to Gregory, right? I- yeah, Gregory's had a facial injury. I I, I heard it attributed to <laughs> to Flint, Sorry. but I don't know whether there's a truth in that matter. What would say so? Were you chuckling at the feather facial injury? Yeah, I'm just I'm just immature. Um, <laughs> so, and was there like some cont- contentious rumor that was done in done in training or something? Yeah, that seems to be the the utterances, the mutterings. Right. Okay. And Windass, Windass, you know, coming back in the subs berth, he got a bit of a run out. He got a bit more of a run yeah. out, I guess. So that's coming in. But effectively, it's Smith and Patterson. Then possibly looking at uh, Trumpy Bump to come off the bench. That's that's kind of what we've got in the forward berths right now. With basically, with, yeah. With Which I thought I, I was sort of, again. That's one of those things where I can see both. I can see a case for both decisions for, with like Windass because like Palmy's like, do you want to put him on? against a team that has a vested interest in ruining him again for the next couple of games. Mm. Um, but also, you want him as fresh and sharp as can be for the, the games ahead. So, I mean, with him, presumably the hope is that he's kind of fully fledged and back to things by the time we get to the final, maybe even the second leg, because um, he's certainly not quite yet. <laughs> um, I know Darren Moore likes to talk about volume a lot. Mm. Um, it's because he was a so hairdresser beforehand. That's why <laughs> he'd be a really good hairdresser, you know. He would. I'd love to have. Uh, I'd love to have. have you can't. Daz, do my hair. You'd walk out. You'd walk out of Daz's. Oh, I can't think of a pun off the on the fly. Sorry, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to no, I had so much belief in myself. I think it's more. No less hair. You know, Dazzling Darren's boutique uh, hair, hair dresses. Um, you, but yeah, I think you'd come out feeling really good about yourself. You'd feel 10 feet high walking out of uh, Daz's uh, boutique, I think. I think so, yeah. I'd, I'd wear a nice natty black, you know, Hugo Boss top that I've seen him in, you know, sporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd I'd get l- like a pep talk along with the cut, you know? Exactly, yeah. I'd love it. It's sort of... It's sort of slap you on your back as you walk out the door and you'd be like yeah i'm gonna pull at the club tonight this is this is you know i've got i've got a good vibe about me now oh he should do that he should he should (laughs) hopefully he can do that after um yeah helping wednesday get promotion yeah get a promotion on your cv and then uh then open up the salon like so many have before him equals profit right equals profit Promotion at Wednesday plus hairdresser equals profit. We've run the numbers. We've run the numbers here on different gravy. <laughs> Playoff trophy plus hair equals profit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so uh, the, uh, the markedly, I don't know how much of this came across uh, watching from, uh, from afar, but um, the crowd were like right up for it in a way that rarely happens at Wednesday. Like people were baying for blood um wow from the opposition um i don't know what whether it's like i mean obviously we've got a bit of a history with derby recently including the fact they relegated us a couple of seasons ago in that final game um there's they've got wild smith was getting booed and i didn't quite know why that was happening Mm. um mendes lang was getting some stick and then obviously mcgoldrick um has been a 
very much a face of of that of that previous piggy rise to uh to the Premier League. So he was getting booze and uh, and that that awful chant that I really re- wish we would, wouldn't. Um, Despite his previous Wednesday history, right? His brief, very brief yeah. Wednesday history that we forget. Very brief Wednesday history we forget. And I mean, he was one he... of us first. Oh, he did score like a critical goal in previous League One promotion. I want to. Say. Was that correct? Quite possibly. Yeah, that sort of rings a bell. Because that was kind of Megson Dave Jones. Yes, time, yes, I believe right. And I think he's he yeah. bagged, bagged the goal away. So yeah, the crowd right up for it, and then the team were clearly up for it. We were hounding after everything today. Mm. We really, yeah, we were really, uh, we were really on it on the front foot. All the um, we rattled out the blocks, and we didn't really stop in uh, and for you know a good hour um very intense pressing of the ball and um lots of kind of fervor and attacking from, from on our part although it didn't come to a huge amount most of the time but um you know case in point with the with the goal really you know that was that's us closing down a, a bit of a lost cause and, and getting the rewards for it but the, we, we'd gone close to that two or three times i, I do think it's a susceptibility in uh, in wildsmith that he does have a tendency to panic under pressure um, and the, this Derby team do ask him to play out from the back all the time, uh, which he did most of the time fine. Um, but got to say, I, I'm um, apologies, I'm just talking a fair amount, but uh, it was a very enjoyable and exciting game. Uh, it was uh, it was fun to be fun atmosphere to be in and be part of, uh, which I did not see happening <laughs> ahead of time. So uh, yeah, well done to the fans and Darren Moore and and the team because. Uh, I had a much more pleasant afternoon than I was expecting. Yeah, and I mean, we, um, I don't know, I I thought I was um, checking in with my brother. I'm not sure if he went to the game or not, I should check with him. Um, But I was saying, you know, I thought some of the passing was a lot better than I think what we've seen previously. Mm. I mean, it it felt a bit more still getting to, you know, getting to the opponent's half and then kind of the champagne knocking about. But it seems, you know, I've... I appreciate that, and we played with like you know, as you say, fervent. There seemed a very, very accelerated pace to what we were playing and stroking it around. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we were. you know, big, big Willie Volks almost uh, put his foot for another. another oh, that classic. was that would have been incredible. If that that was he hit it so sweetly. He hit it basically. He hit it slightly too sweetly because um, yeah, <laughs> if it, if it had even even one iota less sugar on it, it would have gone. It would have dipped in. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that. That was a short piece routine where Dad, where where uh, Barry Bannon passed to himself, which I thought was very enjoyable. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't know that Palmer touched the ball or or, or had much impact on the ball whatsoever. So sort of Bannon knocking it to himself to pass to Volks. Uh, but um, yeah, that was very close, and he sort of went close with his follow-up effort from the rebound as well. He just struck the ball very sweetly from the edge of the box. Was big Willie Volks. Yeah, so the, uh, there was a lot of good to be had, and I mean, it was only a one-nil game, but it felt. I mean, Derby had a few, um, couple of opportunities, but really, it, it seemed pretty dominant from Wednesday. We had to, yeah. I think because I was, I did say coming out, I was like, did they even have a shot on target in the second half? Which I remember now, they had the one where, mm. um, the 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 very tame effort that Flint cleared off the line. Um, but that really was the only time they opened us up at all in the second half, I think. Didn't, I, I still want to call him, uh, I, I still want to jokingly call him, uh, you know, the failed the failed taunt from Wednesday fans and Wednesday forums. 
uh mcgoldrick was was named mcgoldrout at one point which is yeah I, I still have a habit of calling him i was about to call him mcgoldrout it's rather good can't really do that this season or any previous seasons unfortunately no because no. he's he's backed quite a few goals for derby county he's backed a lot of goals. i think he had a did he have like a bit of a dipping effort which uh dawson did. away i think that was something i mean it wasn't it, it was got to say yeah, Hit with a bit of velocity, yes. but it wasn't quite going to give any most keepers any. Uh, I think it, yeah, yeah, it was sort of central. So I think it, I, I think it should. It's what the sort you should say, but it was mm. um, it was it was challenging. I think because he saw it late. I I think this is what I was going to say as a bit of um, you know, I, I've been a I, I'll put my hand on my heart and say I've been a skeptic. Um, probably remain slightly skeptical, but. I think that was possibly the best Cameron Dawson performance I've seen in a Wednesday shirt. I thought he made th- three pretty excellent saves in that first half. Um, he made one in the second half as well. Um, and he commanded his area well. His passing and kicking was by and large really good. He kept cool when Jaden Brown had a mad 10 minutes where he like bounced it off Will Volks's ass and like fell over his own feet on the ball, um, which I think were the only like glimmers of hope in terms of Derby making chances was things that we were doing to ourselves. Um, but he, he he sort of recovered from those really well. But yeah, the save, um, the McGoldrick one was a decent effort. But the one where sort of was almost the player was trying to chip him and he swiped mm. it wide of the post, that was a really good save because we were like right down the barrel of that in the cup. And it was a good shot, and it was hit, it was going in. It was hit really well, and um, I think that was a tremendous save. And then he also made a save with his feet that was really good, and sort of tackled the player and cleared the ball from a from a quite a dangerous cross. Yeah, I, I was impressed today. I was I was thinking, you know, this guy's he's earned the right. He's going to be the, he's going to be the number one keeper next season, and I think it's you know he's he's earned the right to do it. To be fair to him, interesting. Um, I'm saying this before. Some pivotal games of football. So. Pivotal games of football. So we <laughs> can just, you can just completely t- touch, take touching that back lots and of wood. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got like a, a bit of a weird stat curious to kind of add into the mix here, Rich. Okay. You, so I've just gone and like checked. So it's like I want to see how many goals that McGoldrick has scored. He scored 22 league goals a season. That's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. That is third in the top goal scorers list. So basically, wow. Kyle Chaplin and Johnson Clark Harris are both tied on 26. Our own Michael Smith in sixth place, in joint six with Freddie Ludarco. So, ah. interesting stat, like here. So, I was looking through the teams, and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of players who are banging them in who aren't for teams who aren't in the kind of promotion mix. So, basically, yeah. the top 12 scorers, six of them are from teams that are outside the top six. Interesting. Which I thought was interesting. Thank you. Yeah. It's <clears throat> a good stat. Because with that, you know, we've got McGoldrick at Derby County, Colby Bishop at Portsmouth has got 20 goals. There's Alfie May at Cheltenham with 20 goals. Yes. Further and further down the list, effectively, for 12th position, you have 15 goals. And then you've got Sam Nom from Exeter, Jesserin Raksaki from Charlton. And in eighth spot is, joint eighth spot is Aaron Collins, the Rovers, right. with 16 goals. So who's, the, who's Ipswich's top scorer? Connor Chaplin. And, it's, and how many has he got himself? 26. Okay, that's a lot of goals. Ladapo is in second spot for Ipswich, but he's tied with Michael Smith on 17. Right. Of course, Michael Smith getting to 20 goals in all competitions. 20 goals. First first man since Neil Meller to do the to do that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's uh 
I've been on a journey with uh, Michael Smith. I really have. <laughs> we have. I'm looking forward to uh, talking about Michael Smith at the end of season. <laughs> Wherever things kind of pan out, I feel like um, recent his recent kind of goal spree has kind of uh, made me feel kind of embarrassed about some of the summaries I found. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been making about Michael Smith, but yeah, he's he's doing it. I guess this is yeah, because I mean, when we got him, he, I think it was more league goals. I think he was around twenty. Did he get twenty four last season? Is that stuck in my head for some reason? Something. Why don't we talk about some? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Michael like... Smith a chef. It's not Michael Smith a darts player. It's not Michael W. Smith who's an American musician's chart in both contemporary Christian and the mainstream charts. Does it help if you go with his Christian name, Smudger? Sm- Christian. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is it? I feel like he's also then in, involved in grotty film, you know, the Guy Ritchie one you're doing, where we cut yeah. to cut to uh, the classic. Um, you cut to the classic kind of Harry the Explainer, only it's a judge in a courtroom. And they go, <laughs> Michael Smudger Smith for your crimes. I go. <laughs> Your crimes of knocking off the reputable Mr. Physio Magic Sponge. <laughs> Never hurt nobody or nothing. It's just a sponge lake. Just a sponge lake, you know? Anybody can, can sell a sponge. <laughs> Have you had any luck looking up the, the statistics? There's so many Mike, Mike Smiths. Some great Mike vamping. It's, it's almost like it's, it's a really popular name. Oh, this is really funny. <laughs> On the Michael Smith distinction. They haven't updated it. Um, so uh, it, it says an English professional footballer who plays for Rotherham United. Oh, but then you could be as he does play. <sighs> Let's see. Last season, uh, actually, he got only nine. He got nineteen goals. And okay, twenty-five total. Twenty-five so total. There you he, go. A, he knocked in five, and he got. He had a, quite a few slices of the action in, oh. in that competition. And then, oh, only got and scored in FA Cup goal. <laughs> He did that as well. Are we the lads? Are we the lads? Um, yeah. There we go. Well, that is there. Well, I think he's just sort of becoming invaluable slowly but surely. Hmm. I think so. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens to the rest of the season, obviously. But yeah, if things fail, I I feel a lot better going into another League One campaign with Michael Smith kind of leading the front line. Well, is that? Do we want to kind of leave the get the match behind and then have a bit of a season overview? I mean, it's a bit of an inconsequential match, but uh, yeah, let's were there any that. other bits you wanted to pick up from the game? What did you think? You oh, think actually, there match? is actually. Um, so yeah. there's there's been um, you know coming on my YouTube algorithm and sometimes other things kind of pop it of merit or interest, and I think, however, the gods of YouTube. Uh, sorted this out for me they uh, managed to within the recommended for me section uh popped in the pre-match with uh with warner at dorbe oh right and um it was amidst your yeah, amidst always... your anti-semitism and uh and the, and the fact that 9-11 was an inside job they they managed to put some content you might actually be interested in that's well done well done google <laughs> you guys are great I thought you were were joking that was a genuine interest no it's just that the algorithm apparently is just like left to its own devices even without people interacting particularly it just kind of shows everybody just Alex Jones videos eventually it's just like it's it's got one root, and the root is to to their lies madness. Um, but look, uh, Rich, I don't. I just, I just don't like think. Step along the road. I just look, Rich. 
do you think steel can melt like honestly <laughs> anyway um so yes so shane warn of derby county um was uh, mate. <laughs> he was having a little <laughs> but he's uh he's back to manage derby county as a ghost <laughs> in, oh, spooky in warning knows best coming uh, <laughs> 7 p.m 7 p.m central to abc this fall um and every every question he's asked in the interview is like, "How did you manage to get with Elizabeth Hurley?" <laughs> just about, it's just all about how he managed to knock off Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> every every post post interview, post yeah. Yes, um, uh, yeah. John John Smith, Derbyshire Times. Um, I, I think you asked asked you about it before, but I wasn't convinced with the answer. How did you manage to to bag? <laughs> oh dear, sorry. Please tell me your wonderful story. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. No, it's just he's, he's, he's always he's always kind of <clears throat> amenable and kind of interesting. It's it uh, also mm. I do find it quite funny. It does look a bit like Carl Pilkington as well. Yes, it's kind of if Carl Pilkington was kind of a um, tea sipping tea sipping um, stoic stoic football manager, you know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of enjoyable and it's kind of like it was kind of making me, oh you know. <clears throat> Paul Warren is is usually quite a quite an agreeable, you know, hard to dislike man who has yeah, a, yeah, he's quite real. And it was just <laughs> funny to see him on the sidelines, like like he was very. The camera cuts <laughs> him quite a few times. He was very upset about what was going on, and um, including right at the death as well. Like you know, the last few minutes, you know, Joe Wildsmith going up for a, a free kick. Which, oh yeah, which was hilarious. Um, cutting back to. Uh, Paul Warren on the sidelines, and you know the the classic um, <laughs> Bob Mortimer face that's often used. Oh on yes, yes, he kind of yes. did that a mixture between <laughs> what I would say that is rich, and also that time if you've ever done this because I've done this a lot, and I I know other people have done this. My dad has done this, but I don't know if other people do this. Whether it's a genetic thing, do you ever yawn and pull a muscle in your in your neck by doing that? Oh yes. He looked like he did yeah. that. So it was a he looked like he did that. Oh, no. Bob Morton's face and yawning and pulling a muscle in his jaw. So <laughs> oh, that's kind of sight to behold. It was great. I loved it. I was so so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was a fun night. Yeah, I did, that was it, the that was the moment in the game where like you know with like we're into time added on and uh, your answer has become lumping it down Aiden Flint's throat. I'm like. Uh, I'm feeling pretty comfortable now, lads. To be honest, this is uh, this is what Aiden Flint was made for: is towering above everybody and smashing headers to the halfway line. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> Aiden Flint, yeah. the Ron Seal of uh, smashing headers to the halfway line. Yeah, yeah. It was sure a it, weird moment. I'm sure you know, he's like got a, t- was... a tattoo about the fact he can do that, right? So it does actually. Yeah. It does literally say it on the tin, you know, in a circle around his belly button. <laughs> If you lump it, I will smash it. Signed, <laughs> Aiden Flint. Just round his belly button in the circle. Just round his belly button, yeah. And his, his belly buttons are now to you as well. Just to show. <laughs> just to out. show off, to make a point. It's the full stop on the year's ending. <laughs> there was a really fun moment, just to, uh, while we're still on the game, there was a really fun moment where, which kind of, I thought didn't happen anymore because everybody had mobile phones, but there was clearly somebody in the Derby end got, News or heard, thought they heard that they that um, Barnsley had equalised, 
Yes. So there was a whole section of their crowd was like singing and like trying to point to the players and stuff. And then, but obviously that didn't happen. So I don't know what they heard and what they were reacting because <laughs> uh, they they didn't equalise. They uh, in fact quite soon after that they they Peterborough scored again. Um, just very yeah, very strange. Just those little like just, the, just makes me wish that somebody had once trolled the by setting up a fake radio station and putting out a, a fake. A, a fake, <laughs> yes, a, a fake yes. Yeah, kind yeah. of football, football live type of thing, and then uh, like that thing where Bart, um, you know, the microphone thing that Bart has, uh, like lets him talk over the, <laughs> over other people's radios. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the Mister Walkie or Talkie or whatever it is, Mister Talkie, and uh, yeah, somebody like ah, trying to equalize. They'd obviously do it in like a sort of nineteen thirty style as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's been an equalizer from from Barnes. There's Barnsley boys have done it again. <laughs> By drove, they've got another one. <laughs> Wasn't there? We read one of the one of the Wednesday books we read started with somebody like putting the wrong score up in a thing like that, didn't they? Looks like had the scoreboard, a physical scoreboard, and somebody put the wrong score up, didn't they? Some people thought that we were we were like yes. we, either we got promoted yeah. or we got rele- we weren't going to be relegated when we were. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was just funny to see that because I just thought I thought that had sort of died. It feels like a, kind of an echo from the time when you know you'd have that one old guy that sits with the radio to his ear, and then yeah. like, you'd kind of get he would tell the news, and then it would spread around everybody. So it just yeah, it was really strange in this day and age of everybody having a supercomputer in their pocket. That there's still there's still room for uh, for, for, for confusing rumours and uh, and uh, unearned excitement to happen in football grounds. It it, it, it brought some joy to my heart. I'll be honest, we not just because right? it was really funny pissing on their chips over and over again. <laughs> you mean like it was a cup final and they had to come and come yeah and that was the joy of today it was it was it was stopping Watford getting promoted it was stopping Cardiff getting in the playoffs it was you know those lovely sunny last end of season memories but the nice thing is we've got yeah we've got now our uh you know our season starts afresh in a couple of days time it's also nice to see Derby fail for a number of reasons um, oh yeah Luke, Luke pulls out a uh, notepad of which he's written out all the reasons why it's nice <laughs> to see his Darby pencil. fail. <laughs> and reason, reason, reason number 32. Um, reason, uh, but I think the main thing, because like from a Sheffield Wednesday perspective, I've, I think I've said this before, like, I remember we did this, I think this is probably near the end of the proper run, because I think it was like still a bit of preamble going into the season, which we didn't cover. But like, as yeah. kind of seeing Derby's signings come through and saying, "Oh yeah, it feels a lot like Wednesday last year." You know, it yeah. feels a lot like the aging pros, and I think yeah. we s- still do now have the aging pros. We've just turned down the aging pros dial a little bit and kind of brought yes. in brought in some kind of more experienced League One cloggers in like a Heckway and Smith, you know, <laughs> as opposed to all. You know, as opposed to more, oh, this would, I'd be happy with this team in the champion. Yes, it's yeah. that. It's the known name thing, isn't it? It's the known, it, it, it's um, it's Irvin's uh, signings as well with the same thing, like, Gary Teal, Brendan Morrison, oh, I've heard of all of these people. It's like, <laughs> yeah, because they're done. They've had their career and now they've come for a nice oh. big paycheck. 
is it is it is it the football side equivalent of uh of like the 19 of Butler or something? Yes, it is. It is definitely Aqua S Club, the remaining <laughs> members of S Club who could bother to turn up. Steps. Rest in peace, Paul. We, we we hardly knew thee. You had to go to S Club. There's endless nineties bands that haven't had a member just die. But I mentioned steps. I feel like no one's died out of steps. It feels like someone has died out. <laughs> is is H from Steps now a hologram? Much like uh, much like Rimmer. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good, doesn't it? I think Lisa Scott Lee is like semi. She's not. She's not not semi dead, but she's semi dead. I think in some way. <laughs> she's what? Sorry. I think she's. I don't know. I'm. I, I'm terrible for doing this. Like researching somebody's name without any details. I won't do this. I won't. I won't. You've done this a lot. You've, Lisa Scott you've, Lee. Told, you've said about a lot of people. Like, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think they've interacted with children the wrong way. Like, I, mean, I don't, I yeah. don't think that. Yeah, just, just a lot of, just blacken their name <laughs> in a very vague manner. Which <laughs> oh. well, lives is... in Dubai, which is bad enough, surely. <laughs> That's enough. Like you said, semi-dead, semi-dead, oh. semi-dead, semi-dead, and living in Dubai. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that was the, that was the joy of today. I think that's why the, there was the sort of fervent. I don't know. Some people seem to be seem to think we had to win. I don't. I, and I, uh, yeah, there's the history with Derby. There's there's the bogey team element. Um, but then we're playing Peterborough, and our record's fairly patchy against them as well. I know. I know. Well, that was the thing. I think like. I think on the commentary, I think today, um, John went like, oh, I don't I think I'd rather play Derby than Peterborough. Well, I was <laughs> thinking that, especially with the red cards. Like, that means they're not going to have their captain, their veteran centre-back. I, I was almost like, once we'd scored, it's like, actually, do we want to play Derby next week instead? Uh, it's tricky because, yeah, so P- certainly Peterborough away. Yeah. Well, the last time we won away at Peterborough was 2003. Wow. So... Yeah, I mean, we've not played them that often, but we have lost quite a lot of games, and we'd lost the last three there, last three mm-hmm. visits. Because we, yeah. it was quite an unfortunate loss we had at Peterborough, I think. Well, this season, season it was, that's possibly one of the most frustrating. Prior to the the dip, um, the big dipper of a couple of weeks ago, that would probably, that Peterborough game was one of the most frustrating matches of the whole season, I would say. Hmm. That was where James got sent off for yeah. a pretty innocuous challenge early on, and and we yeah. kind of fell apart a bit and lost two 0 Well, we, it was the classic. We we were chasing the to get the one back and gave them another yeah. on the break, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a bit of a dark dark day in terms of the the season to that point. It also seems at the time that like Peterborough would be one of the more promising teams, like because it, it seemed like at the beginning it seemed you know we had some good results and a few kind of patchy kind of false starts, you know drawing at home to Portsmouth on the first day of the season, yeah, you know losing at home to Barnsley at the time, bad. I think just at that context that was not no that was something I think that I think was seen as a very very bad performance in amidst amidst quite a decent start, you know. It's also, so, yeah. It's yeah. also like how those, how those, um, how those results aged as well. Because Portsmouth, I think we kind of took the draw, and you're kind of like, well, part of you could tell yourself, well, they're going to be right up there, so maybe it's a good draw in time. But they've they're pretty considerably off the pace playoff wise. They didn't their season did not pan out 
as expected. But yeah, maybe that Peterborough loss looks a little bit better in light of the fact that they certainly had a season good enough to to get them to the playoffs, at least. Mm. I did see a hilarious thing actually on like, I think it was BBC, they had like, you know, the the thing about BBC football were like, oh, you know, here's the, you know, here's the, uh, you know, the live news about what's happening in League One. Yeah. And I think I read something and it was some pundit who's the next player for his like, it's like, I didn't think we'd be good enough for the playoffs, but here we are. And I was like, no, that's, <laughs> this is, this is great. I love, I want to, I want to hear more of this stuff, please. You know? Yeah. So let's, so yeah, so sort of seamlessly moving mm. away from the, the match. Mm-hmm looking at this when this is not the season review but like looking at the season mm. um it's i mean it's so typically wednesday that there's never been a team miss out on auto- automatic promotions with more than 90 points previously and we've got 96 96 points <laughs> 96 points and 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 have missed out on automatic promotion um it's been an incredible season to date mm-hmm you know, we've absolutely smashed our clean sheet record. We've our away win record. Mm-hmm. All these things are are fantastic, and and the, you know the unbeaten streak record. Like all these things are unbelievable. It's just, I mean, it's not even sod's law. It's worse than sod's law. Whatever that is, <laughs> I don't know what the next level down is. The next circle of hell in that regard. But to to have two teams, not just mm. one. Like it, we'd be unlucky to come second with the, the season we've had. I and mean, the fact that we've finished third is, uh, it's hugely frustrating. But I think one of the good things for me is, and I don't know how you feel about this, but we were sort of, we thought one of the subjects for podcast today would be a bit of a well-ometer check-in. And mm. my personal well-ometer, I think it's been long enough. Like I was, almost sounds pathetic to say, but like it sort of grieved me. I, like I was hurt when the slip happened because I, I, they'd taken so long to wear me down and earn my trust <laughs> because yeah. I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan because I know what they're like. And then just as I kind of opened up, you know, like the hard bitten person relationship wise, you know, you've been, you've, but you've, you've been cheated on before and you've struggled to let somebody in. And then the moment you kind of just start to let somebody creep in, then they go and, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, tape out in some awful, uh, orgiastic uh you know act of vengeance and that's 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 what it sort of felt like i i kind of like i i i was like i don't believe in you you're shepherd wednesday i don't believe in you you're not going to do this you're not this good you're not going to do it and you know and then by the time i just was like maybe we're going to do it and i was foolish enough to talk to people who don't care about it and work but you know you just i was glowing with what wednesday were doing it's like we're having such a good season i'm even i'm i'm sort of worried about how we live after this it's so good it's never going to be this good again and then oh look oh look we are Sheffield Wednesday after all I knew it I knew it mm. <laughs> under your false moustache and your, your fake nose you've been Sheffield Wednesday all this time <laughs> but to finish the point that happened long enough ago that I've kind of the wound has scarred over and I'm now in a position where I'm feeling a bit more hope and I'm excited for the playoffs, which I didn't think I would be in three, four weeks ago. How are you? Where's your, where are you sort of sitting well moment was? Yeah, I, you know, and like I had, you know, conversations again with my oldest brother, Andy, you know, and he, he mentioned something, this was probably about three weeks ago, talking about, you know, post, post kind of blip, um, you know, the sinking, the sinking down to, mm. down to third spot. And, you know, it's like, you know, it has been, 
you know, Sheffield Wednesday's one of most Sheffield Wednesday Sheffield Wednesday's most successful seasons ever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just I just it's just so much of last year was close. Yeah. You know, let me not this close. Not this close. No. And it wasn't well, I, I wanna bring that up again. I, I'm gonna bring that up while we talk about it, but like it just felt like we I have just have to go back to Michael Smith doing his sponges. No, okay, no, we're good. Sorry, I'm only kidding. Sorry. Up, yeah. No worries. We came so we came fourth last year. Yeah. But we were never really no, we're never realistically in the kind of automatic was, hunt. No, but it was we were five points shy of Rotherham, who got ninety. MK, yeah. Don, MK Dons with 89 points were relegated. Yeah, that's a crazy turnaround. There's a massive turnaround. But I mean, I mean, it felt like it felt like it was because that was the weird thing. Like, I felt like some of the football was more exciting last year, mm. like in kind of looking back at that year. And it felt like when we got going and when we, when we started whacking in the goals that it felt like kind of felt like we, we should have been good enough. But I mean, like looking at that. So last last season. Just as a comparison, fourth spot with 85 points, we're 11 points better. Yeah. Effectively, that would have been, we would have been champions with 96. Had yeah. it been last year, Wigan got 92, Rotherham with 90 points. So it's just going to feel harsh for the teams that are like in third spot. I mean, yeah, Milton Keynes Dons, MK Dons had 89 points last year. Playoffs, so they were, they yeah. were point. Playoffs is harsh, whatever way you look it at it. It is harsh. And... But I mean, that was the main thing. I thought, like, attacking wise, it was more exciting. We've only scored three more goals this year than last year. So that's an interesting thing. It's just the we've conceded, conceded 13 less goals. Wow. This year. So that was, that seemed to be the big marker was like defensively, there were kind of concerns. And I think we had that, like, as well as being, it just felt like we, we were gritty enough this year and we had that steely resilience that it. it yeah felt like it would have mattered more mm. you know like but it you know that, that, that's yeah but ultimately it's just a you know an independent points game and depends who gets what how it's panned out no one's gonna you know it doesn't matter what you do you can't just like look around and be like hey guys did you yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like no one else cares about that you know no one cares about steely resilient and it seemed like every time i mean ultimately the thing is every time we had those hard-fought wins, I think some of our peers in Plymouth and Ipswich would go do it at a canter and score three or four yeah. goals, or sometimes five or six, you know? And I think ultimately that's just like a very damning, wafferthin um, mm. separation, the two points. Yeah. I I think, I do think in a way the the two, or the, so the two promoted teams, or the two that got automatic promotion, mm. they bit more with the kind of model of football as it's being played at the top end right now I think tack has become the it's sort of taken over like Marie when Mourinho was kind of at the pot of his pomp defenses and being like setting up and negating the strengths of your opponents and things that kind of catenaccio sort of thing was was the was the kind of what everybody was aiming to to, to emulate now it's much more of a kind of Liverpool, Man City less so, I think, but still Man City. But it's all about kind of bagging more goals and almost nobody can defend, but they score loads. So they score more. And I think that the other two teams, well, mainly Ipswich, but Ipswich are just so free scoring. They're, they're mm. kind of the opposite to us. Like we are very much a kind of eke out 1-0, control the match, run the clock down kind of teams. And they are run up a cricket score 
more often than not. Plymouth are weird because they've let in loads of goals. They've scored quite a few, like they've scored probably about as many as us, but they've let in a lot more. Mm-hmm. But they they seem to keep cut coming out on top of shootouts. I'm sure that's been an incredibly exciting season for them because they've had so many games and three two and four three and stuff, which has given us a glimmer of hope because you're yeah. like, well, yeah, they're gonna lose one, they're gonna lose a few of these, and they just haven't. Yeah, my, I think my kind of. I don't want to give any kind of... I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so cock, being cocky or cocksure is really not part of the... Really? It's not part of the DNA. Part of the contest. Um, uh. <laughs> but occasionally there is a season, and if we were looking at somebody else from the outside looking in, occasionally you do get a season where like the team in third is just so much better than everybody else that the playoffs almost become well, academic. Well, that's unfortunately what I... I mean, I'm I'm trying to turn around my kind of I don't know, optimism, or I'm, I'm just trying to I'm maybe just trying to kind of discount my pessimism. Really, mm. I think that's it. I think it's it's like I don't I don't feel like I want to believe. Yeah, I know I should believe. <laughs> you're the, the opposite of the person uh, in, with the X Files T-shirt on. <laughs> I don't want. I don't think I want to believe. But that, yeah. I, I, but I'm trying to kind of realistically kind of discount my pessimism. But I, I said a lot to, you know, post-blip. And then, you know, I'm really glad that we've got this form to go into the playoffs. I think that's the, that's what's making me feel a bit more reassured is, I think, mm. today to an extent, but more so last week, I, the team has remembered what they're good at. Yeah. It felt like last week we've got our mojo back. Those are the kind of meat and drink performances we've been just putting in week in week out out just complete control of the football no no messing really and kind of getting goals where we need them like with ruthless efficiency probably only having four or five attacks but scoring three goals out of it is very much sort of our way this season we've not Mm. had overwhelming amounts of chances in, in many games but when we do get breakthrough we tend to take those chances when they come up I think the result today does a lot. I think the result last week mm. last week is huge. That's a very pivotal result. 3-0 away with a hat-trick for someone who, you know, still feeling weirdly unconvinced about our top goal scorer yes. with 17 yeah. goals. Um, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, before that, I, I was thinking very much of like, you, you know, remember this, you know, where we got to yeah. the championship playoff final. And for all intents and purposes, it should have been Brighton. It, like yeah. the, the best team in that playoff picture, of course, was, was of course, yeah. by a country, yeah. Model. And they got there, you but know, they, they got there eventually, yeah. but it was next season, didn't they? Yeah, the, the next cancer. season, but it was like they basically were a similar situation. They should have gone up an automatic, they had a little late choke, and it was it was fatal. And you know, it actually, yeah, sorry, go it, it sank the you know, they lost their mojo. Mm. to get all austin powersy um <laughs> and you know we were the team that capitalized from that so i mean it but maybe That's... the fact maybe the only thing that separates it is the fact that i was thinking this kind of like three weeks ago post blip mm. and now it's three weeks later and with with the best form in yeah in in that in in spots for so i i think that yeah. means a lot so i i think having that gap and having those change of results puts me in uh, not a more optimistic, but maybe less pessimistic. You're less pessimistic, there's, yeah. There's less, yeah, pi- no, there's less think... piss in my glass, you know? <laughs> Your chips are slightly less. Slightly yeah, less um, soggy. Slightly yes. less drenched in urine. 
Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think, I think, the, the, but then my, you know, you kind of play with these thought experiments of in an ideal world, X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. I think I would have mm-hmm. said in an ideal world, you don't want to lose out on the last game of the season because I think that's what happened to Brighton is they were going to do it and it crumbled in that last game. Mm. Then like, picking yourself up is monumentally difficult, especially against yeah. a team that has <clears throat> kind of gone on a run to get where they were because we went on an incredible unbeaten run. I know we lost the last game of the season, but when we already were in the playoffs, but mm. we to, before that we we'd won eight games in a row or something like that. Like we were mm-hmm. we we were on a staggering run when that first team played, and they had they bottled it when it mattered, and that that does feel it feels like we're psychologically in a better place than that because, as you say, because we've had a few wins on the bounce, a couple of clean sheets in a row, <clears throat> but I. I feel like I recognise the Wednesday I'm watching these last couple of games, whereas I I didn't before. That wasn't it wasn't what we do this season. That the, the team that was in the blip. That's just it was so mm-hmm. out of character for them in so many ways. And I'm sure wanna, we'll get to this. Uh, oh, sorry, go on. No, I, I I I wanted to say something. I don't want to keep going back to today's game. It's not mm. the purpose of what we're doing with this episode four. But like. I, I think today just we did it right because it had to be a positive performance to give a psychological edge against a team yeah. who's been a big bogey team for Sheffield Wednesday in recent history, Derby County, and had to put a positive psychological front foot going into, you know, the game. It was a, it was an important dress rehearsal. It's just weird and wacky that it's worked out this way that Wednesday against Derby County in third and six, now Wednesday against Peterborough. Because it's felt so it felt like it's we had like, so so much of a done deal for so many weeks. It felt like a done deal for so many weeks, and it also felt like Wednesday were it it yeah it it felt like we were kind of so often kind of just earning our space in the narrative against that. It it felt like we were doing our bit because it felt like they'd done all their bit. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, it does make sense. Overall collective whelm. I, I think it's 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 still it's still up in the air. It's still a Schrodinger's cat about whether the season. You know, it it still relies. I I don't know how I would think about this if we don't get promoted because that that was just the context of going into from last year. Being like, you know, it 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 was almost good enough for automatic. Um, playoffs were a bit of a tragic picture. Um, the way those yeah. two games, the way those two games panned out against Sunderland were. Not ideal, and then there's basically like an incredibly strong blot on the copybook of someone who unfortunately is probably mentioned in a bit of a damning way about thinking about Sheffield Wednesday. I'm going to use inadvertent comments here around this, you know, speech marks, quotation marks, legends of, of the past 20 years, really. This is kind of the best mm. that it's gotten. And Sam Hutchinson was the one who did a massive, massive blunder and a huge blot on the copybook. Yes, yes. You know, so just the way it ended was pretty sour, honestly. And and that's that's the playoffs. That's that's what you subscribe to. But I mean, we're keeping the season alive for you know for for teams like United to come in and to be like you know to snatch it on the last day by getting a win against Barnsley, who yeah, been a pretty decent side. And then thinking that Derby had been a pretty decent side and probably have a good record against Sheffield Wednesday and it's the last game. Yeah, it, it, it's it's probably more for those, you know, it's it's probably more for the Yeah. You're getting an opportunity, despite being the sixth best team in the, in the league, to get 
that third spot to go up. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you put the if the playoffs as an idea, <laughs> appeal to everybody but the team in third. Playoffs <laughs> exactly. are a horrible, unfair waste of time, <laughs> anti-competition, etc., yeah. etc. You know, we have a competition that is decided over forty-six games, and then at the end of that, a team that gets twenty points less than us could beat us over two legs, and we don't even get to the final. It's not. It's not fair. Do you, how, but, you know, could you imagine a future where next season in League Two, Wrexham? Uh, well, it, it wouldn't be third spot because there are four teams that go up from League Two to League One, right? And four yeah. Teams down. But you imagine them in the fourth spot and just being like, you know, getting stung by yeah, the playoffs they, again because they did that <laughs> last year. They did. Yeah. You know, can you imagine them getting all Phil Gart's idea, launching a? Watching, uh, well, they've, yeah, they've moved some mountains, oh, those guys. Well, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian, so I can't say he's, he's typically full 100% American litigation. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure his bread is put in there, and Rob McElhenney is very much so. But yeah, you can almost get a feeling of like, you know, let's let's put a lawsuit <laughs> against the football league to, to get rid of this, stuff, and then we'll just focus on, yeah, first, second, third, or spots one, two, four. And <laughs> it's uh. I mean, it is. It's a, it's a horrible system, but then we've benefited from it. We've we've been we we, we were promoted from mm. sixth place or fifth place, so we have benefited from it ourselves. But yeah, it's a it's a horrible system. Um, but yeah, I just I'm optimistic, I, and that might be stupid, and it does frighten me as a Sheffield Wednesday fan to be optimistic. But I just feel like if we do what we've been doing for like ninety. Five percent of this season, it should be fairly straightforward for us. And this, I mean, even that. Yeah. I know Barnsley's the worry. I think in in that they're yeah. the kind of joker in the pack because obviously we've lost to them home and away this season. But at home, that I don't think we had another performance that bad throughout the whole of the season. And away, we were right in that game. It was just it was like a coin toss. Mm. They just they just got came out the right side. They were very fortunate in that game. I think. Although it's weird to say with the four-two scoreline, it was the, it was a, again it was a shootout and we we kind of we lost in the shootout, but it was it was we were right in that all the way through and easily could have bagged more goals than we did. And all of our all of their goals were pretty much from stupid errors that you'd hope we wouldn't make another time. But mm. I know every everybody's <laughs> everybody's capable of a stupid error. And I mean, like, and also looking at, yeah, I mean, we, so we drew it home to Bolton, thinking about Bolton, mm. if, if Bolton is a team, yeah. um, we beat them away, fairly comfortably. Yeah. So. And we drew against Bolton with, like, we were really on our asses in terms of who we could draw on player-wise. That was, that was a team made out of dregs and it was weaker than, yeah, it was, the, it was the, as weak a team as you could put out with all first-team players, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, also I, I want to say as well, for the sake of while we're talking about record seasons, this also must be a record. But the amount of points in third spot and sixth spot, we are we are nineteen it must points be right better than Peterborough yeah. United. Yeah, that's staggering. You know, if Peterborough hadn't got the win, we'd beat Derby. Then we would have been twenty points better than Derby County. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, surely that has something to think about it as well. You know. Mm. Yeah, it should be interesting. Should be interesting. I don't know how to feel about playing that's, Peterborough yeah. in two two legs, but yeah. That's the slightly tricky thing is they will be now on a massive high having forced their way in on the last day. Um, so we'll have to deal with that. But hopefully the fact, yeah, we found our form again and we're in pretty good form. 
will insulate us from the fact that they are they're going to be feeling pretty pretty full of themselves at this point in time yeah. i feel like i've never answered your question properly rich i'm sorry where is my whelm i, I don't know I don't know. I think it needs. That's the that's the answer I wanted. Thank you. I don't know. That's the answer. <laughs> ah, yeah. Where is your? Well, realm? no. I think it's fine to be conflicted. It's very. It is. It's difficult because we've just been like historically unfortunate. Like this is an unprecedented situation to be in. To have this many points, have this good of a season, and to not get automatic promotion. If the world, if the you know the world was a fair, a just and fair thing, we would sail through the playoffs like a procession because we are that we're better than those other teams because we've proved it over the course of 46 league games that's how the league works we we are 10 points better than the next best team in the league we are we're really good <laughs> we're really good we've played really well we've won loads of games we don't let in goals we score enough we you know we did enough to get promoted <laughs> we got pretty much two points a game is what everyone says you're supposed to get we got like 1.97 or 98 points a game. <sighs> That's the frustrating thing. I think that I think looking back on this season, it is a success, and we'll be able to enjoy that success if we get promoted. We'll feel hard done by in our success if we don't get promoted. But it it it, has, it can't be anything other than successful. It's historically been a wonderful season. It's just yeah, as well. The, I was wearing my Pete McGee typical Wednesday shirt today, and uh, you know, there's nothing more typically Wednesday. If you had to, if you said to Wednesday fans, there's a there's a team this year who are going to get more points than any teams ever got in football league history, and still not get promoted, they're going to have, you know, twenty. They're going to keep clean sheets in half the games. They're going to uh, win win uh, win or win more than half their away games away from home. Uh, who do you think it's going to be? You'd say Wednesday. <laughs> We're just, I mean, it's amazing. I, I wish I could sort of enjoy the humour of it, but it, it doesn't feel funny. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so we go into these this ma- these matches with Peter. Bridge, do you have any steer or feel as to what you're sort of expecting? We, so the, the, the away game at the, um, the Western Home Stadium is uh, is on Friday, twelfth of May, um, and then we have the the home leg just under a week before uh, after that uh, on the on the Thursday. We've got we've welcomed to I mean, I mean, there's no more Weird dates. intimidating place to go than the Western Stadium. I mean, I'm sure when, it when be... it's rocking, there's nowhere else in world football like the Western <laughs> Home Stadium. That's what they say. I'm sure it'll be as intimidating as the new build housing estates. Um, I mean, <laughs> we've all we've all been to that show. We've left with uh, left with a feeling of where's me where's me pipe and slippers. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I and I'm curious what the mentality is going to be because I I don't know. Like again, I feel like so much of the mentality in the playoffs just goes to this kind of like chess move. Like, oh, we'll go yeah. there, we'll keep it tight, and we'll take them back to hang at home. That seems to just be the... Well, is, that, is that, like, everybody's narrative, or is that just purely, like, a Wednesday thing? Like, I think it's... I think it's... No, I think it's every... Uh, I th- it's a bit like the opening game in, like, a, a World Cup or a European Cup, isn't it? It's like, don't lose is the main thing. You, hmm. can't, you don't need to win, but you can't lose. So... Yeah, that, I just think that's just natural, isn't it? That's what it, it, it. In a way, I think what happens in the national league, in non-league, is actually fairer and maybe a bit better. 
Because what happens there is second and third have a privileged position. There's only one team goes up in 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 there. Um, Mm. One team goes up automatically, another team gets gets a playoff. So second and third have a privileged position, and then the next four, the next uh, four teams play each other like our playoff. They play each other home and away, and the team that's in second, it, it, second and third. So in our case, it would be us and Barnsley would have one game to play at home against the winner of one of those sort of quarterfinals, and then the winners of those go to the, the final at Wembley, and it. It does mean you've actually got something in as a reward for. I know we get to play at home in the second leg, <laughs> um, but yeah, it means you get something as a reward for the fact that you've done better than these teams through the season. Which, as I say, in a way, just feel like a slightly fairer system of it. And what tends to happen is the team that's played more played the two games before they play you is knackered. So even if they make it to Wembley, they're too tired to <laughs> to win at Wembley. <laughs> And the team that's done better through the season wins by virtue of not having played four games of football in ten days. So, mm. yeah, I don't. I mean, it'd be one idea with the fact that they will be feeling overly jubilant is what we've done in so many games successfully this season. Is let's go out and have a strong start and put them back in their box. You know, if we get a goal or two early doors, then that, that you know it'll, it'll that, that sort of. Um, fizzles their party quite considerably and then and then everything else becomes fairly easy from that so that would be an argument for not going sort of going for the draw and not going going for the uh, the pragmatic route or route on the first leg um things are a bit rosier so i, I said that we, we don't have a great record at their place things are considerably rosier at hills where we've beaten them five out of the last six times uh they've come to hillsborough so there's this this the as much as these things matter, which they don't really. I love when on Sky or whatever they go like, the last time these two teams played in 1973, um, there happened to be a busker outside and there was a busker outside today. And you're like, oh, great. Well, that means it's going to be exactly the same result. Well done. <laughs> Just getting more, adding more and more spurious details to your facts so that it becomes more pertinent. Um, should we... Uh, um, absent of anything sort of burning to say at this stage, should we mm. give people a bit of a uh, of clue into our plans over the next couple of games? That sounds great. Yeah. I, I mean, coming back for this monumentally successful season of Sheffield Wednesday, um, yeah, Rich and I will be back to review, uh, well, at least the playoff semi-final games, because we are guaranteed those, and then uh, yes. potentially see what happens from there. And then... We will do our usual recap of this with our player rankings, which I'm uh, I'm going to have to keep. I'm I'm like the uh, <laughs> I'm kind of a bit like the Iden bumper at the end of the was it the end of the eighteen with the guy who's on the the typewriter takes the paper oh, yes. and throws it in the air. Yeah, yes, I'm like that guy. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of I feel like there's going to be a lot of changes to my viewpoint. <laughs> uh, it's been a yeah, it's been quite a quite a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also it's strange as well, you know. These uh, we had the kind of ceremony of the you know the players walking around the the pitch to thank their fans kind of thing, um, which was there was some there was some very interesting developments in the in the stewarding, but uh, we won't get into that today. That's you know this is not this is not the big stewarding podcast that we do on Patreon, um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's funny we've now this is like the fourth. Out of the last six seasons, we've had four where we've been in the playoffs, and it's um, 
it makes the last day weird because the season's not really finished. And I don't know. I just it was that yeah, having that experience again of okay, you're going around and clapping because it's the end of the season, but then we're back here in a week's time. It's sort of a strange, mm. strange position to be in, uh, but it, it's a strange position we found ourselves in more often than not as late. Uh, just the kind of feeling of right, okay. Now the now the, the the hard work starts. Now the real work starts because this is its own competition. Really, it doesn't to an extent. It doesn't matter what's happened before. Mm. So yeah, so we're hoping to kind of do a, a, our kind of that, that that's the uh, the reference. The the back on our BS reference is the fact that we're going to do kind of old school match reviews uh, for the, for the two semi-finals at the very least, and hopefully the final. Um, although we don't, we won't presume. Uh, we are Sheffield Wednesday fans after all our, <laughs> our pessimism is hard bitten and hard won uh, through years and years of uh, of being proved right mm-hmm. when we hoped we would be wrong um, and then yeah following that season review the in-depth one so yeah should be uh, should be good fun and uh, hopefully hopefully you enjoy the, the ride um, the other thing the other thing I'm conscious of Luke is we did our last podcast our mid-season review which was, was very dour. Um, we did that just before we went on the amazing run. So I'm hoping that dropping another podcast in the feed has the same motivating, motivating effect uh, that it had for, for a fully like three months after it came out. Um, that's, how, that's just how potent Different Gravy is. One episode gives three months of motivation to players. <laughs> <laughs> For, ju- for just one episode, a half season. It's pretty good stuff, isn't it? That's good. That's good gear. I think you'll agree. Good gear. I'd, could you could you imagine, Rich, they're playing... Again, we're, we're getting very old school on this episode. We've mentioned transistor radios. Um, <laughs> you know, instead of instead of playing uh, the recent uh, Drake hits in the... Uh, Hippity-hoppity music. The hippity-hoppity yeah. music. Um, you know, Barry Bannon just bring, uh, you know... Links up plays plays a recent uh, mid season review episode of Different Gravy in in the, in the dressing room and the lads respond. What yeah? What a what a oh. magical world we live in. What a great uh, gravy fly effect we have. <laughs> exactly. Oh dear. Spoonful ways a ton. Um, ways a ton. <laughs> well, let's say cheerio, Luke. Um, look after yourself and folks at home. Look after yourselves and. Uh, We'll we'll talk again soon. For a couple of guys who don't do a podcast, we're going to do an awful lot of podcasts over these next few weeks. Really going to sprain our voices. <laughs> I, I'm slightly worried I'm going to pull my groin. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it just feels like <laughs> the sort of thing that happens when you launch yourself into such a physical activity as podcasting without warming up. That's always the case. If you listen quite, if you listen carefully to the second uh, semi-final, uh, second leg semi-final episode, you can hear where where Rich's groin pings. Right. Let's, let's hope it's it's purely some muscles that break and not our hearts. <laughs> yes. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's cross our fingers and toes, and uh, and we'll we'll meet back here post uh, away leg of this this uh, this recent playoff semi-final. Uh, thanks again for your time, folks, and uh, yeah, we'll speak again soon. Cheerio. See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Thank you.